Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. And welcome back to the podcast. Today I have the outstanding Brandon Lee. He's a Chief Operations Officer at the MESH Coalition. He's also a nurse practitioner with extensive experience caring for patients in a variety of settings, but not limited to vascular and thoracic surgery, wound care, ICU, trauma. At the MESH Coalition, he's the lead administrative officer and provides leadership to the largest emergency management healthcare coalition in the United States. Outside of this, Indiana National Guard. He's doing outstanding things for our country, for our health system, and it is a true pleasure to have Brandon on the podcast. Brandon, welcome. So thank you so much. Hey, my pleasure. Anything that I left out of your intro there that you maybe wanted to fill in? You hit all the highlights. The only thing that's not on my professional bio is I have a father of five wonderful children and happily married. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. Boys, girls? I have four boys and one girl. Amazing. Amazing. Congratulations to you. That's a true blessing. And you and I had a chance to connect at the uh, Healthcare Thinkathon. It was a fun event. We got to chat about some of the cool things that you guys are up to. What do you think is a hot topic that needs to be on every health leader's agenda today? And how are you guys approaching it, Brandon? You know, it's interesting. So I'll, I'll talk that on the MESH side with the MESH Coalition is a disaster preparedness organization, a coalition of multiple hospitals in the downtown Indianapolis area. And one of the things that with all the disasters that happen, I mean, unfortunately, yes. tragedies happen every day. Whether it's a natural disaster with all the hurricanes we've had recently and, you know, about to happen again, or all the natural, or the disasters of the active shooters that have been yeah. more in this day and age. So, you know, really it's just thinking about how to, how to get involved and try to minimize as much damage as possible. And really that's through preparation and education. Very cool. Now, the work that you guys do, Brandon, is it centered around Indianapolis and the surrounding hospitals, or does it expand from there? So it is centered around Indianapolis as of right now. Mary County is the county which Indianapolis is housed. So okay. all of our healthcare coalition partners right now are there. However, we do have a Nationally, we actually host the National Healthcare Coalition's practice conference once a year. So it is a healthcare, it's a conference for healthcare coalitions across the United States. So typically all 50 states in the United States are represented typically at this. Um, wow. This year is going to be in New Orleans in November, late November. Very cool. Very cool. So your work is, is focused locally, but you're organizing at the national level to help others deal with uh, disaster preparedness. Yes. Very cool. And actually, yeah. the, the unique thing is this is a unique partnership because actually some of the guidance comes from the Assistant Secretary of Preparedness, which is called ASPR. And the, the, one of the main agenda items he has is getting state partnerships and coalitions formed to help disseminate the information and training that needs to happen. So that's a fed, it's kind of has a federal strategic plan. However, it's, it's seated at the grassroots state level. I think that's phenomenal that you guys are, are working on this because you, you're right. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. You have to be prepared. And, you know, when a health system gets 
the pressure of of something that happens with a shooting or or with uh you know be it where your geographical area is you'll have your your given problems right earthquakes fires hurricanes it's important that you guys are ready if you're curious about the work that brandon and his team are up to check out their website go to meshcoalition.org you'll be able to see that they've got a nice uh, social media feed as well where they post the things that they're up to their calendar and so you obviously have a varying degree of, of interest right and you're doing different things Brandon what got you into the medical sector to begin with well I initially thought when I grew up I wanted to be going to business but then I didn't want to worry about other people's money <laughs> I always love science and then just the fascination I had after I laid everything out nursing was a phenomenal opportunity and career move yeah and from that, it just kind of expanded. I was also in the, you know, I joined out of college, the National Guard, and I was a medic. And I think the, the two kind of helped marry together, and I just continued my career with both. So I have continued my education and became a nurse practitioner based on love for helping people. And the, I think with the military guidance, so the, the view of trying to, you know, make things better, faster, quicker, it has just kind of come around. I think that's so wonderful. You really, you've really tied them together quite nicely. And so with the work that you're doing at Mesh Coalition or even at the National Guard now, what would you say an example of how one of those organizations has created results by thinking and doing things differently? The inception of like Mesh is essentially thinking outside the box to actually get after problems. You know, the, what MESH stands for, and we are talking about earlier, I was remiss in saying is manage emergent surge for healthcare, which that basically means how do you avoid what you were describing earlier, you have a disaster, how do you avoid individuals from going to the hospital? Because the very innate nature that people do is like, I cut my thumb, I want to go to the hospital. Well, that's yeah. the last thing you really should do. I mean, in a hospital, if you're in the hospital for too long, you have a chance of getting sicker than getting better. We're working on that. So therefore, what are the things that, we want to do to avoid you from getting, having to go to the hospital, you know, whether it's your social needs, fixing the social determinants of health, that is an overview, but the, the key inception of MESH is actually through a lot of the trainings that they've conducted has helped uh, health systems come up with these plans to avoid those issues. I think it's important. So many people like, you're right. I mean, your first instinct is to go to the hospital. So who disseminates this information how does the community get a feel for what to do so it truly is a coalition i mean one of our our main staking healthcare partners is the marion county health department and okay. working with different health departments and actually we work with our state preparedness division under the state uh, health department and basically they have separate coalition entities throughout the state as well that they're you know they're under the direction of the state government, but we work with them to help get the information out and the training and exercises needed for the average person. Very cool. I think it's so great. You guys are partnering with the public health institutions to help disseminate this very important information and something to think about, right, listeners? I mean, we're faced with uh, disasters, you know, here and there. So when you think about how to address this, May, and if you don't have a pathway forward, I think this is a good way to start. You take a look at the work that Brandon and his team are up to and find an inroad to a solution for your community. So it's not always smooth when these things come up. Brandon, can you share with the listeners a time when you guys had a setback and what you learned from that? You know, I'll just go with the most recent 
you know, sore that we just had. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> we applied for a grant by the Assistant Secretary of, of State, or excuse me, of Preparedness, ASPR, and this grant was awarded to two pretty much state entities to help regionalize plans for disaster preparedness. Okay. So the primary purpose is everyone has, which is unique in this space, you know, communication is the, the key, and it seems like everyone has plans, but those plans don't talk. They're in silos. So the, the primary purpose of this grant was to actually bring those plans together, make them functional, make the communications happen, but it's actually supposed to be regionally based, meaning it's supposed to be multi-state level. And I think the, what happened was our, we had a very competitive application. The assumption is we weren't, we were too narrow because our assets that we could actually work with were, were all the, in the, the entire state of Indiana. And we really needed to incorporate Ohio, Michigan, Illinois, and Kentucky to make gotcha. a really good approach. Have those same so, and I think under the time constraint, if we had a little bit more time, we, that would have been able to do it. But fortunately, we couldn't do that before the deadline. Yeah, yeah. The the deadline kind of drove you to just put a close on it. How could you have known differently? We didn't actually. There were, there was some feedback that we got was actually great feedback. I mean, and yeah. the, is the, the the whole purpose of this is to actually take these plans, then actually replicate these plans. So that's the probably phase two of the grant for like next year or something. Okay. So we'll have something similar. We'll get after it then. Very cool. I love your resilience and thanks for sharing that. Yeah, you definitely don't know. And, you know, I'm a firm believer, Brandon, you're either uh, winning or, or learning. And you guys definitely are doing just that. You've created a nice culture within your own team of, of, of that same attitude. Yes. So what would you say one of your proudest leadership experiences has been to date? Oh, so I am a firm believer of paying it forward. And I will yeah. say the product of individuals who are, you know, resources and time into me. So that is probably my biggest attribute that I absolutely love to do uh, is help others achieve their goals, whether it's professionally, academically. So I typically, I have kind of a mantra in my unit that however we come together, we will be better when we leave. Mm -hmm. It may be painful, but it's gonna, you'll, we'll be better. So I have a personal goal of every soldier that I have is basically, here you are now, what's the plan to actually be better? Whether that's achieve you know, your academic career, finish college, be a better you know, husband, father, daughter, son, and just go with that, but then work simultaneously to actually achieve those results. Because most people, ironically that the, my physician colleagues and high academic standard friends, basically they have the, the vision of what the end goal is. And yes. sometimes that's not taught and being able to help others achieve that vision is, I would say the proudest moment that I have. That's so great. And I know that there's multiple instances of, of you doing this with physicians, with soldiers. And uh, I think, it's so wonderful that you look at the world through that lens, Brandon. I think it's great. As you've done this work and you've helped others achieve their goals, you know, it's led you to where you're at today and the wonderful work that you're doing. What's an exciting project that you're working on today? I guess one of the things that I'm happy at MASH is, so there are, there's different levels of preparedness and, mm -hmm. you know, most entities in, sometimes it's federally mandated that you have to comply with certain things. And hospitals and large centers have been in compliance 
And they've done that over time because it's a mandate. Well, a few years ago, the mandate has changed to post-acute areas such as nursing homes, rehab centers, and dialysis centers and hospice. And actually, we, we worked on a program to do exercises for them to, so they can actually be compliant and learn the preparedness. So what we were talking about earlier with you know, bringing those plans together, well, we have some of those individuals don't even know they have plans or they don't have plans yet. So we help implement those plans, teach and implement those plans in their facilities. So that's a, that's a fun project we have going on right now here at MASH. That's pretty awesome. That transition from just acute centers to the ancillary services. So, you know, you work on a lot of cool things, Brandon. What keeps you up at night? Ooh, the thing that's missed, meaning that unfortunately bad things happen and we, we, we learn retrospectively. Yes. And it's those things, what can we avoid to make those things, mitigate those things? That's basically, it. it's just, I mean, I can go into a tangent on that, but it's, <laughs> it can get scarier, you know, just very superficial, but it, the, the more you think about how things are, and I'm not typically a worrywart, so if it does keep me up at night, it's probably pretty serious. And that's why I asked you that, Brandon, because I'm like, you know, this guy works with some pretty cool stuff. You're doing some amazing work for disaster preparedness. I'm like, what really does keep you up at night? And it's just really kind of staying ahead, going with where the puck is going on on some of these disasters and potential threatening situations, it sounds like. Very cool. Getting to the end here, Brandon, this has been a a really fun time with you. I'd love if we do a little pretend here. We're going to build a medical leadership course on what it takes to be successful in healthcare, the disaster preparedness piece. It's the 101 of Brandon Lee. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to build a syllabus lightning round style, four questions followed by a book. You ready? Okay. All right. What's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? Listen to patients. What's the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? Not listening to patients. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? Ooh, that's a good one. Always thinking outside the box. Once you do it a couple times, that, that's the status quo, but then how do you make it better? Love Always it. looking at optimization. Love it. What's one area of focus that drives everything in your organization? The want to help. Being a part of mankind, just wanting to help. I mean, you, you notice when there are disasters, all of the great phenomenal stories that you see from the Red Cross and on the news, individuals pitching in, just being a part of mankind, where nothing else matters except helping your fellow man. Love that, Brandon. So great. What book would you recommend as part of the syllabus? Ooh, so this is, this is a little crazy. <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> books I've recently, you know, the, the traditional leadership book, I could definitely say, give a couple, but I think Living with a Seal by Jesse Eisner. Huh. It, completely different aspect. Now, what it yeah. is, if you've ever heard of David Groggins. Okay, no. David Groggins is a Navy SEAL who is just insane. Literally? Uh, yeah, true. I mean, literally, truly insane in an aspect of he was a obviously a hard charger being one of the hardest professions being a SEAL, but also the first Navy SEAL to also be an Army Ranger and also in the Air Force tactical unit as well. So wow. this person never do that. But one of the things that just put him on the map was he was an individual who to help out his fellow man, he basically, there were Navy SEALs who were killed and he started a foundation. In order to do the foundation, he thought, well, I'm going to start doing ultra marathons. So Jeez. a week before he had this idea, he, he basically signed up for an ultra marathon and literally ran all, with no preparation whatsoever, ever training, never did a marathon, 
did a hundred miles. Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. So this, the, insane. the story is <laughs> insane is the word. So he's crazy. But then what happened was Jesse Eisner, who was a uh, entrepreneur business person who is, he's always reinventing how can I be better? And actually at a race, he ran into Goggins and basically said, Hey, would you come live with me? Oh my gosh. And so for 30 days, Oh my gosh, that's so he, crazy. He did his training and it is amazing. Wow. Wow. And it's called living with a seal. Yes. Outstanding. What a great recommendation. I feel my adrenaline pumping here, Brandon. So thank you. <laughs> and I'm sure you listeners are feeling it too. All these awesome recommendations can be found on our website, but in particular, go to the show notes for this episode with Brandon Lee. It's at outcomesrocket.health slash mesh, and you'll be able to find all that there, including a transcript and links to all the things we've talked about. Brandon, this has been a ton of fun. You leave us with continuing to want to help our fellow man and continue doing the great work that's being done in healthcare. I'd love if you could just share a closing thought and then the best place where the listeners could get in touch with you. Okay. Closing thought is, you know, everyone keep doing the great things that you're doing in healthcare. Some of the previous people you've interviewed saw have are amazing leaders and thoughts in the organization truly changing healthcare. So just keep up the great work. And how to get a hold of me is if anyone needs to is my name is Brandon Lee. So my initials are B-L-E-E at meshcoalition.org. I'd be happy to answer any questions or chat with you. Outstanding, Brandon. Hey, this has been a ton of fun. Thank you so much for your unique perspective. And uh, we're excited to stay in touch with you. Absolutely. So I'll look forward to chatting with you again soon. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more. 